Hello, hello. Welcome to DBC. This is Don, the dad with all the questions. Joined by two co-hosts today, as always, the brother, the sailor. It's Andy. Hello, Andy. How are you, bro? Hello, Don. Yeah, I'm not so bad today. Uh, getting ready for the uh, the breaks, the colder weather, which hasn't arrived yet, really. But That's yeah, it. all good. Waiting, waiting for Santa. Does he know where you live on the boat there? Which marina bay? Oh, you just gotta gotta look for the really good looking boat and it'll be all right. That's it. Okay, good stuff. <laughs> and then our other co-host, uh, we welcome back the legend, the author, the one and only Damon. Hello, Damon. Hey, how's it going, boys? Hey, yeah, not too You're bad. Good? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Um how just laughing there, laughing at you there, Dan. Yeah. Gotta yeah. stop you super quick. You're saying Santa, do you know where? Andy lives. Santa is not visiting him. He's not. Uh, he's on the naughty list. Absolutely, that's it. He, he, needs, to, he needs to do some. Uh, yeah. Didn't think anyone knew. <laughs> he needs to do some extra calls this week. You still got time, Andy, to to make it. You know, that's okay, it. Good stuff. How's things with you and the and the family and stuff, uh, Demo? Yeah, everyone's good. Obviously, they build up in it now to next week. So kids are mad excited. Uh, yeah. Trees up, looking yeah. really good. Got some like blow up Santa and snowman out in the front. So people passing by, getting in that festive vibe. That's it. But no, everyone's good, mate. Yep, Grace good. is great. Everyone's everyone's really good. You Thank guys? You. Yeah, pretty good, man. Again, just the lead up to it is always it's actually the best part, isn't it? But uh, how's the book sales going? Have you written a Christmas sequel yet? <laughs> uh i'd say slow like yeah, yeah, yeah. i've had some interest you know like i've had a few sales i mean like double digits and uh yeah. i know someone at a school who is or our school is interested in buying uh 20 copies to then yeah. dish out to the different levels of readers in their school so which is cool that's really good so that's like kind of in progress at the minute but to be honest it's all about how you market yourself yeah. and how you market the book and i've been super lazy i'm not gonna lie i've been super lazy on it literally message friends and family uh posted it in a few different places but then not really followed up on anything yet so maybe in the new year i'll give it another kick but book number two is already in the thought process i know what i want to do i know where the story lies and how i want to expand stuff keep the same characters so people are familiar with it but uh yeah we're going to see see what happens, mate. Nice, nice. Baby steps. That's all it takes. Yeah, that's good. And then for you, uh, sit, sitting back, what's it been like listening to the other um, episodes, the other Dad Bros original crew in the spotlight? Oh, it's been great. <laughs> it's been ace. Like, of, uh, you know, it's kind of like reminiscing and thinking about the things that went on. Uh, one thing that I've felt is I've been screaming at the podcast, like, yeah, I remember that, or laughing my head off. I'm wanting to be on the the pod with you and chatting to you, going through those emotions and the, those memories again. Uh, it made me kind of realise as well, like, Andy said it all the time, like, just this little chat now is really nice for us all to get back together and have a little bounce around. But then even for people who have like got mate situations like us because none of us are in the same location now we're all in three very different parts of uh two in the uk but then so far apart and obviously you're in out in australia but like for people who've got mates and they don't see them a lot yeah i'd definitely recommend starting like a little chat crew where they all just phone in like this a bit like you know obviously i'm gonna re be really quick now but lockdown yeah had a lot of problems come out of it but i think one of the things that was during it it got people really connected Absolutely. in different that ways quizzes, like i spoke, online, to, that. I spoke to you for years yeah and like for people now like coming out of that everyone's kind of gone back to normal but i think there's still opportunity for people who don't see each other a lot to do what we're doing now and just have that yeah. you know release of just chatting with the mates and feeling good about themselves again and remembering the old times, remembering, you know, they're feeling a bit crap that, you know, it's not always crap. There's always light around the corner or end of the tunnel type vibe. And just think about the times that you used to have and chat with your mates, chat yeah. through it. That's what it's really made me think in these last few weeks, but hilarious, mate. Like I've loved it. Like literally crying with laughter in, in the office and obviously got my headphones on. I'm in an office and I'm like just, 
booming with laughter. And everyone's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm listening to my mate's podcast. And they're like, oh, send it over to me. Like, thinking it's a comedy cast, but, you know, it's just uh, been great to listen to. Yeah, that's so well done, boys. And, and that's, um, that's a really good point, I think, connection again. But what I'd, I'll also add to that is that sometimes people get to catch up, right? But they're always in the setting of kids around, partners around, wives around. And then by the time you've actually had a conversation it's of kids work and you know what's happening at the weekend in football you don't actually get to talk about the proper stuff you know what i mean so this this kind of stage uh we try to just set up you know random topics that we kind of talk about and try to you know open it up a little bit so um i think yeah. it's, a good, it's a good catch up isn't it Okay, let's uh, look, to be honest, your episode was a tough act to follow. But look, it was our launch pad and motivation to get the others to speak. I know the others were quite nervous at first, but when they got going, you know, I thought they, they, they really liked it as well. So let's quickly walk through and recap on those previous guests and get your like quick takeaways. So the first one after you, David, yeah. was um, Paul Riley, a.k.a. The Mechanic. Yeah. What was your uh, what was your takeaways from his episode? <laughs> It was it was, uh, was ace just to listen to like all the bits that I needed filling in on, you know, all the bits, let's say pre me, before me joining your gang, let's call it your crew. Uh, it was just nice to listen to like you guys meeting and how you guys all did stuff together, like Andy's first memories, because I've not heard any of those from like Andy's side. Uh, I suppose when you're young, you've just got your own memories and you only think about those. But, uh, you know, it was just Ace, like, Riley's just such a lovable guy, isn't he? Yeah. Like, he's, you know, oh, yeah. BFG to me. Like, he's just a, obviously a big stature guy. But when you talk to him, even like Grace, the wife, she always says, like, what a nice guy he is. Like, he's just genuinely a nice person. So, you know, just listening to his different parts of what he's done and, like, listening to his uh, his work uh like his career his career path obviously he worked for my dad so it's hilarious that he he didn't go into those details because i know he uh he had some memories of working for <laughs> that guy and i'm not gonna say exactly yeah and uh it's just funny you know to listen to all those and then be reminded of like what we used to do and talking about his Renault five and obviously <laughs> slamming it around as the car park in radcliffe and stuff like that all things that just you don't think about every day, but when they come back, like, you know, you, your memory floodgates open and you just start remembering things. And honestly, you just sit, like I said, been crying with laughter listening to it, every single one of them. It's been <laughs> ace. Excellent. Yeah, what was your takeaway, Andy, from Riley? Uh, to be honest with that, I mean, like what Damon's saying, it was great, but I think the best part I found about that is the amount of times Riley, being the, the great guy, being the gentleman that he is, tried not to swear in it. Yeah. And I think that was the most funniest part of it because you la you you just laughed every time with him yeah. trying not to drop a C bomb or something. It was yeah. hilarious. Yeah, what I'd, I'd <laughs> a mechanic well, to do. What we didn't really touch on in that episode was how much Riley loved his sleep. Like he's a sleeping hybrid. Oh, yeah. oh man, that guy's not narcolepsy. The sound that we've had to literally break into his house to get him to come out to the movies back in the days. Um, and what what was funny is that before that um, that meeting, that recording, he slept through the alarm, didn't he? So me and Andy had to yeah. call him to try and get on the, get on the <laughs> get on the Zoom call. Um, but eventually, what we, was that game uh, called we had with a ball and we'd wake yeah, him up, the, wake him up, and throw the ball in his face? Yeah, that bombardment. Bombardment. Um, so he, he used to fall asleep when he when he had the um, you know jet lag and stuff, and uh, we had to wake him up during. We had to find a way to wake him up during the day. But what? And so the first 10, 15 minutes, he was actually still asleep. I think just waking up. So it was. Uh, yeah. And he admitted as well after it how nervous he was in the beginning. Right. Because if you're not used to being recorded or being on stage like that, it can actually be, you know, when the recording starts and you're aware of it, you can be a bit, um, you know, nervous of that. But when he got yeah. going and he realized that it was just us having a chat and just a safe space, he didn't want to shut up at the end. It was, it was yeah. great. Um, and, going. Uh, and then the other thing that I loved about that episode was just that even though he's got a very different job to me and you, Damon, in the corporate world, or even you, Andy, he, um, yeah. The challenges and similarities of customer service and 
keeping customers happy was still, you know, we can all share that, I think, the challenges. Yeah. So I thought that was great. It was so good to get. The difference is he can yeah. swear at them. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. So that's Riley. That um, I'm looking forward to speak to him again soon. Um, the next one, the, um, the scientist, Danny Moore. Okay, what was our takeaway from there, Damon? Uh, mine was very much more of a relatable side. <clears throat> so not necessarily career path, like, you know, he he explained what he'd done there, but mine was more uh, the whole follically challenged part of his uh his Ooh, very uh, politically his podcast huh? <laughs> hey well you know when you when you you like that you like to say it right you don't like to say bold yeah <laughs> yeah but you know what i mean like honestly i was listening to him and i was like dude why have we never spoke about it? we never ever ever have ever yeah. spoke i know about it that's us. what and it, that's what insane. blew my mind that's what blew my mind because you were in the same <laughs> room with each other going through the same thing and i look back and i don't think he said a single word to each other about it no not one thing like, it was I remember, admitting like, it everything... wasn't it that was a thing oh yeah everything he yeah. was saying i was like i did that i did that or wow. i didn't go as far as that on you know like certain points he really went the extra distance but then like you know we, we were only young and yeah. like i was 21 when i decided right just pick my whole head just get yeah. it done gone so i did yeah. that and then i just never looked back uh, <clears throat> and I, before that i'd done all the conversations he'd done you know i was going to turkey to get a new head at one point uh or i was thinking just you know take my chin off turn it upside down and stick it on the top of my head anything yeah. to feel like there was something there because it's so bizarre maybe he'll be able to tell you this in a different episode or you can recap with him but uh I used to remember being younger, like when I'd shave my head and then I wouldn't do it for like a day or two and someone would say, oh, should we go out straight after work? And I'd be like, oh, God. Because obviously back in them days, you never allowed anywhere with a cap on or anything like that. And that's my style, baseball caps, all that jazz. So then I'd go out and not wear a cap and it literally felt like there was a target, you know, like a like an old bullseye or, you know, where they'd have like 10, 20, 30, 40 and the centre one was like the biggest number it felt like I had something like that on the top of my head. How bizarre is that? Like, obviously not knowing there's anything there or knowing there's nothing there, sorry. But then to feel like that, like literally, it's like, is everyone looking yeah, at my head? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And how, now, long did it take you to get, how long did it take you to get comfortable with that look then? Uh, well, even to this day now, I don't like going out unless I've shaved my head. But like, if I'm going out, out to go out, then I'm like, no, I've got to shave my head. It's got to be done I like, I don't feel... Com Around family and friends, I'm more chilled. But if I'm going out, then I've still got to do it. I still need to know that it's clean and done. So, mm. you know, it doesn't... It's just more of a me thing. But it's not, like, what it used to be. Like, it used to stress me out to the point where I'd be like, right, I'm going to speak to this guy and he's going to give me all these things. And Danny was going through that. And I remember this guy saying, right, we can, you know, we can do this treatment, but... uh one of the side effects is uh, erectile dysfunction. And I was like, in a bit, see ya. And the door slammed and I walked out. <laughs> so then after that, I just thought, you know what? I've just got to stick with it. Everyone who I knew was like, what? It suits you. It's fine. It's cool. And then obviously I met Grace and exactly what Danny said. Grace said, if you are there when we met, we would never be together because you looked a joke. <laughs> <laughs> after that picture yeah. I found of me and you in the in the front room. Things like that. She's yeah, like, yeah. wow. And, and again, the, that? and Danny's message was is that it's more of an internal thing that you're yeah. perception. 100%. And, yeah. Yeah. And uh, because but, if you, but one no of one his, cares. Yeah. And one of his regrets was just not talking, talking it with someone just to make it a little bit better, whether that would have changed his decision or not. Um, who knows? But I think yeah. it's yeah, considering um yeah what other people kind of go through in in that kind of when they look in the mirror isn't it yeah um andy what was your takeaway from danny anything that jumps out at you when you look back on that conversation um it was just nice because danny's the he's a very private person danny you know he doesn't i mean he's like he speaks to you a lot don uh, about a lot of the things you're, you're probably the two closest with that way but he's uh it was nice just to see how he would open up for everyone for yeah. the world to see because obviously we see danny a lot, and we see who he is, and and how nice he is, and great he is, and the troubles, and the and the good stuff. But it was nice to see how Danny just really opened up more than what anybody expected on that. Yeah, and absolutely. it was fantastic. I, I, for I didn't know that he would actually uh, talk about that topic. To be honest, when I when I first presented it to yeah. him, 
And um, he's, as you know, he's one of the funniest blokes on the planet, right? Oh. And he probably oh. hides hides a little bit behind that humor to kind of cope with that. Um, and yeah. it was just really, really good that he he shared that side to him, you know, during that yeah. time. And I think when he looked, and back, I was also very impressed that he, he actually got online as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. yeah. It's hard for him to do anything technical, isn't it? So yeah. that's that's great. That's a real uh, that was a really good um, episode as well. So the yeah. next one, the the most recent, I guess, um, dad bro on was uh, Dazman, the Dazman of, of mixed race. Uh, what was the quick takeaways for you there, Damon? Listening into his episode, uh, I I just like the you know the the depth of the the chats have moved from us all just being friendly mates growing up and all that we got that essence of it but I liked that we started talking about something a little bit more serious I thought it was great you know like he he opened up about potentially not seeing any issues that he felt and then obviously one of his sons had a bit of an issue at some point but then like the way Daz explained it was like well really I don't even know if the kid knew what he was saying because it's all about education like you know no one's and we're going to talk about racism things like that but no one's born a racist no babies are born racist it's how they're brought up mm-hmm. uh, which is unfortunate um but I, I just loved like how we spoke about everything like really chilled about it because i know why like, i'd be i said I don't know because i i'll probably i'll never be in that situation because yeah. obviously i'm fucking, like i'm white do you know what i mean i'm never going to feel anything like that uh whereas he's mixed race family so he's got all these different dynamics coming in he's teaching his kids different things uh and i thought it was just great for him to open up and chat about it and obviously show a bit of at first i suppose like there was a bit of naivety about it because obviously he's a white male and uh he's not had anything like that happen in his whole life and then you know, going into a mixed race family now, it's it's different. He has to think about different things and he has to protect his kids from different things and suppose like a learning curve for him. So it's it, I thought it was really cool to like listen to what he's been up to. Blew my head off that uh he was in the whole flood thing. Like yeah. literally oh, never yeah. knew that. I like I messaged him saying like, dude, like what the and he's like, yeah, he was like literally up to our necks by the end. That would have sent me under, especially with having the children there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, his first kid, yeah, his Dylan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Dylan was there yeah. then. Yeah, crazy. Like I was like, what? So yeah, I, I just thought he was ace because obviously, you know, I think a lot of our conversations as well, like we're all in, like I would say, main places, and I mean that by like you know, the UK probably never going to flood. Uh, Unless there's, you know, a bit of water breaks a dam. Uh, and, you know, infrastructure and things like that are set up. Yeah. Whereas he's then somewhere completely different, somewhere I don't even know about. And he's talking about this mad situation he's been through. Like, like proper made me, like, sit up and listen. But then, obviously, laughing my head off again, like, talking about college days and you talking, like, he, he definitely could have done something in computers, 100%. He had his head screwed on in that class. Every time I needed something doing, I'd ask you because you were sat next to him and then you'd ask him. And then we just find out what we needed doing off him. Yeah. The only reason I failed that class is because he quit. <laughs> <laughs> so it's his, his dad's his fault, basically. Yeah, yeah. So again, a bit like Danny, he's probably uh, more quieter as well. Like I said, he's, he's the quiet one of the group, I think. But it was really great that he opened yeah. up like that again when he got going. I think he oh, was, I loved yeah, it. Share a bit like culturally as well. Some of the stuff he was saying, I was like, this guy is mad. He's been yeah. hiding these little things from us, like doing his initiation. Yeah. And yep. he's up on stage and I'm sure everyone looked at him when this guy's cursed. When like the earthquake hits as he's yeah. meant to start doing his chat. But uh, I thought it was brilliant. Like, uh, and it's just a, it's one of those things. It's crazy that it comes to us doing these type of chats as all uh, others been mates you've for like, learned, over yeah, twenty you've learned years, something new from it, and you're it? finding new stuff out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It and it was probably the first episode that we we kind of drilled down and talked about kids as well. That was the first thing that mm. I could, you know straight away I could relate to it with my similar template as well. So, yeah. um, but what I also found interesting in that episode, and this wasn't intentional, but we ended up talking more about that towards the end. Daz's experience in the Philippines, right? His time there. So he went from yeah. like mixed race in the uk to his kids to what his experience was pre-kids in the philippines and mm-hmm. i thought it was a real good almost like a mirror 
um, message because it almost felt like he was the outsider in the Philippines at that time. And he, yeah. was, he kind of was uh, immersed himself in that mixed culture. But he had a really positive, um, you know, experience from the Philippines. And I wonder whether that subconsciously helps him as well um, relay that message back to his kids because he was, he was like the mixed culture guy there, loved the culture, immersed himself in it, met Cindy and everything. And then obviously doing, raising the kids in the UK in that kind of manner. So I thought it was a really good, um, you know, conversation again. Andy, was there anything that uh, jumped out at you for for Daz to wrap up the the, the recap? Uh, I mean, the great thing was just being there with him because I'd not seen Daz for six months, I think it was, on there. So it was uh, it was just nice to be up there and uh, sat down, have a drink in his new house. I was the first person in in his new house, so and uh, it's a good job he told me because I nearly went to his old house. That'd have been fun if I just walked in. Um, but yeah, it was great that he was just chatting away and it was nice to see, you know, let him give his opinion of being in, in the Philippines and doing things and being basically swapping roles with his wife. Because obviously his wife's doing the, the role in the UK uh, where she's different and into a totally different culture and doing things. And then he's over there and he's in the same role then where he's in a different culture with different people he doesn't know. And he's got to try and fit in and try and understand how things work. So it was it was nice to hear it from somebody else as well. Yeah, excellent. Okay, that's good. That's good recaps for for those those guys. Um, so look, let's let's switch gears a little bit. Let's jump into our topic for today. Christmas obviously is just around the corner. We're all supposed to be merry and jolly, but for some people, this can also <laughs> be a difficult time, as we know. I'm talking about the Christmas blues. Yeah. So, what comes to mind for you guys when I say those words? Let's start with Damon. Um, I think it's pressures, isn't it? You know, like there's there's a, there's a load of things. Like we've got financial stuff going on because obviously, as a kid growing up, you just think all this stuff just arrives by by for Christmas, and mm. you know, mint, I love it. But as you no, obviously get older, <laughs> <laughs> no, I told you, he's not coming for you. Uh, as you okay. get older, you start realizing what it takes and that build up some people straight after Christmas are already thinking about the next one and how they're going to afford things, how they're going to get what the kids want. And, it, you know, people are alone. People have yeah. lost loved ones. People lose loved ones right now. People have houses broken into. There's all sorts of stuff that go on that completely change Christmas for people in different ways. Like everyone sees it as that joyful time, but there is, the flip side to that and we know there's you know there's there's a side to two sides to every story should i say so and the, this christmas story is you know we see on tv elf the movie and you know like the santa claus movie dudley moore from like back in the 80s all those things that remind you of being a kid at christmas that you know you you're happy about and you love um and if you're in a good place it's very easy to forget that there's people out there that are just not in the same situation as you or are putting a front on because they want to believe that they are but deep down they know there's there's some trouble there so yeah yeah, i'd say that for me yeah andy what comes to mind for you the christmas blues um i'm not sure really because it's like christmas is a weird time for me because i don't i don't really like it if you may say you know what I mean? It's just what? <laughs> yeah. But I think the thing for me is I don't have kids or anything, so Christmas is just another day. You know, I don't really. I mean, like I said I think the whole thing's commercialized too much for me. On there, I just don't. I've you know I've never when I was a little kid myself, it wasn't such a big deal for me either as well. Like, don't get me wrong, love the food side of it. You know, I'll you know I'd do every week for a Christmas dinner, no problem. <laughs> You know, I I love doing that. See how many Christmas dinners I can eat in one go, and then you get to go onto the couch and lie down and get fat. I mean, that's the best thing to me about Christmas being around. I just, I don't know. I think there's you could say the Christmas blues is you're around a lot of people that are being fake, where they're pretending to be somebody that they're not for the rest of the year, where you know they they're trying to be all nice and jolly, like you're saying with all these things, and they might you know, and they're not going to be that. So it's just, it's kind of, it gets away from the fact of what Christmas really is and what Christmas really was to what it is to this day and age now. And it's like, 
Christmas and now he's just about not going into work, having drinks at home and giving gifts to your kids. Where, yeah. you know, the, the true meaning of Christmas is something totally different. So it yeah. kind of gets on my nerves most of the time, to be honest. Yeah, that's People giving me Christmas cards, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Uh, as honest as ever there, brother. I like it, yeah. though. Um, so, but let me rewind a little bit when you say that you wasn't really too bothered about that when you was a kid. That's probably a bit different yeah. to like Damon's uh, opinions and even probably mine. Can you expand yeah. on that? What? Why was it not really good memories for you? Uh, well, obviously, like as kids, I, I didn't grow up in the same house as you, even though we're brothers. I was living with my birth mother and her partner at the time. And it just... You know, I mean, I just, it wasn't a big thingy for me. I didn't feel like it was, you know, the big joyful Christmas time or anything. You know, I'd get, a, you know, you get your gifts and your things like that. But I don't know. I just never felt, never felt like it was a such a big deal when I was really, really young. I remember like the idea of Father Christmas and dad would always say to us when I'd be at the house about Santa Claus. And I think I felt more Christmas being in dad's house than I did when I was, in my, you know, in my in my mum's house, in my birth mother's house, with with the way everything was then, it yeah. just that's a, I don't know, that, and it just and that's, a, that's a really good point, I think, and that's probably one yeah. of the things that that kind of contribute to this feeling. I think is like when you come from yeah. split families and you don't have a routine and things like that. Uh, beyond the present, yeah. you you actually remember, like you said, uh, going to dad's house and actually having like a proper sit down meal and stuff like that. You probably think about that more than the presents. When I do, to be honest. Yeah. Well, it's like, to be honest, what I remember now, like Christmas, I remember more being older, sitting mm. with dad where dad would make it, mum would be there with us and that, and we'd have a laugh and, and it was a family sat around a table and it was good. I mean, the only thing that gets me this time now is because obviously I've got my birth mother and other side of the family as well is you're trying to run around and have to deal with, you know, you're trying to please everybody. And I'm just like, yeah. Just leave me alone and just get on with what you want and then I'll come and see you another time type of thing. Um Yeah, that's brilliant. You know that's, what I'm like? I'm a very a real... practical person, so Yeah, yeah. That's a real great take. So going back mm -hmm. to Damon, have you got anything to to add to Andy's memories there or was it very happy memories for you growing up? Uh no, it was good like, you know, I'm I'm just going to say it like me and my sister, we were spoiled. Like I know that the way I look back now as an adult and what I tried to do for my kids. Like we were very lucky that my parents had a successful business. So we were in that frame of mind of what we wanted, we'd ask for and Father Christmas would, would bring. Do you know what I mean? Like we were we were extremely lucky. And that's not the case across our whole family, like, you know, cousins and things like that. They they had all different Christmases to what we had. Uh, but we were, honestly, we were super lucky. So we went through a good chunk of our childhood at having these awesome Christmases. Like, wow, I, if I think about my childhood Christmases, like we went to the US easily. I'm going to say, I remember, I think the first time we went, I, rem I was about five or six, maybe. And I remember going up until even when my mum and dad went, I'd met Grace so that was when I was 25, 26, when I met 26, when I met Grace, 2008, 25. So like, if you think like from that age, in that 20 year span, we must have been easily 15 times, like yeah, for yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Uh, and obviously they paid for, I'd say, I'm going to say 15 of them out of the 15. Uh, Grace came, do you know what I mean? So we always act like my memories of Christmas are always amazing. Just as the, the start, as you start getting older, things change, right? Cause you miss people that are no longer here that, that were part of those memories. Mm. So, you know, I can see why people do start feeling a bit crap. I think the thing that gets me the most is for me, Christmas blues is actually post Christmas because man, I hate going back to work. <laughs> that yeah. sends me under mate. Yeah. I'm like, what can I do? Where's them lottery tickets? I need 10 grand's worth of lottery tickets now to put me in debt for the rest of the year. But if I can win enough. <laughs> yeah, January is supposed to be the most unhappy month, isn't it? But what I love rewinding back on that is just two very different viewpoints in like memories and about Christmas. Damon yeah. and, and, and Andy there. 
And I think it got it taps into this idea of unrealistic expectations and then how you built up in your, you know, your upbringing as well. If you're not brought up with that tradition or like that family setting, then maybe Christmas is not such a big deal for you, like you said, Andy, until you kind of yeah. got and moved in with us and that. And then whereas Damon always had that like security, safety net of the family setting and, you know, the 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 big presence and stuff. So um and then you touched on people no longer around obviously uh, i think we've all experienced loss here as well um there's people going through loneliness grief and stuff i mean it's the third i think it's the third christmas now without the old man for me and you andy and i think the first two yep. it was a, you know was 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 really tough and it's still quite hard to talk about it now but and you know so those things kind of um build up doesn't it um and and we talk about that that um you know the, the split families and things so you can see straight away um how different christmases can be even between you andy and and damon right um yeah. uh, for us here so everyone is going through a different version of a perfect christmas so is there anything else to add to that is there anything i guess less anything else that gets on your nerves andy on uh on the christmas i think you've been quite honest <laughs> um well I don't know. It's like I said, with Christmas in a way, I just, it's the commercial side in one way and having to feel obliged that you've got to go and buy people presents and you've got to do this and you've got to do that. And I just, it's a season of goodwill. It's a season to do it. It's give a gift to somebody, but you can go and spend 50 pence on a gift and give it to somebody. It's got the same meaning. So yeah. that's the thing that annoys me with it all. And like, I'm the very opposite with Damon there. Once Christmas is finished, I actually enjoy it. I'm like, okay, right, that's over and done with now. Everyone can get back to being normal again, you know, and, and people can stop pretending to be super nice all the time because it's Christmas. I wonder whether oh, being, no. being in hospitality, you've always worked most Christmases as well. Do you think that contributes to your your grumpiness? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I don't know, really. I mean, yeah, it sounds grumpy, doesn't it? It sounds like, oh, man, but yeah. Like when I did the pub stuff, I'd be... I'd love to be there open on Christmas Day and I'd, I'd be open till midday, Christmas Day. So all the old guys and all the lonely old people would come and sit in the pub and we'd just have a drink and chat and laugh all day, you know, until midday anyway. And then I'd go and have, you know, a meal with the family if I could and things like that. So, I mean, it is a nice time, but like to me, that's the gift of Christmas where you're actually helping people and doing things the correct way. On there, which so that's the bit I did like, but the whole idea of having to be, you know, you're trying to be somebody that you're not for the rest of the year. Okay, on there, which then... does annoy me a bit with the Christmas side. And I mean, I love the great idea now that obviously, you know, the girl I date and I'm with now, with especially with being Islamic, is that she doesn't celebrate Christmas the way that you know, like the Christian side does. So to me, that's absolutely perfect. It fits into me amazingly that we can just meet each other, have a chat, have a laugh, but not have to run around and, and you know, put ourselves in debt for something that just doesn't make sense. Because at the end of it, after Christmas, like you said, like Darren was saying, then you feel a bit shit afterwards because, if you excuse my French there, but because you, you've just gone and spent a load of money that, to me, you shouldn't have had to go and spend. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you so didn't okay, so that was really interesting i didn't expect that that andy and damon have got really different views of christmas so andy going back to your point you're saying that you know you actually your circumstances now you you actually like it that there's not as much added pressure um of of turning up or showing up for christmas how do you can you describe to us then how you kind of handle the lead up to christmas and all the christmas events in your world now well in my world now i mean it's just because it's like I say, I deal with it differently to everybody else. Well, well, not to everybody else, but to a lot of people in the majority. And I just, to me, it's just a normal day. I just get on with doing what I do. I carry on with it. You know, you you have the spirit. People say Merry Christmas and things like that. And obviously you say it back. It's polite. It's nice. But I just carry on getting on with how I normally do because it's just, it's just another day. You know, it's just it's just get along the same as everything else, and like, I don't even put Christmas decorations up yeah. at all because I, I think it's pointless. You know, what I mean, it's not it's got nothing to do with the religious side of it, so I don't see the point. I don't put them up. 
you know, and it, it just makes it easier for me then to say, right, well, this is me. People don't worry. I normally tell people, you know, don't worry, don't send me cards. You don't need to send me this. I don't really agree with it. It's just a waste of cardboard and things like this. So yeah, just tell don't me, do tell, that. And tell I, me this. I, I'm interested to know that, and that's that's a good point. What happens when you're in an environment where you've got Christmas decorations, Christmas lights, and Christmas uh, setting? What what are you, what do you feel like in those situations? Um, to be honest, don't bother me really. It's just as I've not put them up, so you know it's like when I was really, really young, my birth mother used to have them up, you know, as soon as possible. I mean, like in the Philippines, they call it the burn months. They put them up at the beginning of September. You know what I mean? It's like they're ready to torture you straight away. But no, it's I go somewhere. They look nice. They're great. But you know that's fine. It's but it doesn't really bother me that much when they're somewhere else, just as long as it's not in my space. Yeah, and I find this yeah. fascinating actually, and and um, you know, like I say, I've grown up, I've grown up with you. But when you put in a social setting, I, you know, I, no one would think that you actually really dislike or not a big fan of Christmas. Let's say, um, yeah. but probably would you say it's probably more of a when you're on your own, you kind of don't bother with it. But when you're in a Christmas environment or Christmas party, you're you're fine. You're actually, it's not like you're yeah. in the corner or anything. Well, it, it's it's a party. It's around where people are around. It's a social yeah. gathering. I mean, we all love a social gathering. Normally, you're around people that are friendly and nice. So, what's not to like about it? But yeah, if you, I'm sat here on the boat with me. You'd never think it was Christmas time at all. Yeah. So yeah. you know, it just, it, I just don't see the point of it. Like I said, I don't have kids or anything, so there's no point me trying to put Father Christmas stuff around. There's no point doing Elf on a Shelf or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, so, I think they'd I'll, cart me I'll, off, wouldn't they, if I started doing that? Yeah, so I'll, I'm going to jump to Damon now. If you if we put ourselves in Andy's situation without kids, can you understand from his point of view, do you think kids make a big, uh, is a big part of that Christmas spirit? Yeah, totally. Like, I think if, you know, if, Obviously, he's living on his own at the minute. His partner's in a different country. So to go home, what's what's he going home to? He's not going to open the door and, you know, go, oh, God, I feel so Christmassy, like when he's walking into his own place. I think uh, when you become a couple, if you, you know, your partner is into Christmas, then you generally get into it because it's you know it makes them feel good and you know you want to do that but Andy again is in a situation where his partner's Islamic uh she lives in the Netherlands so they don't even really go down the whole Christmas route there Christmas is right at the start of December with Sinterklaas so again it's a bit of a spin on Christmas um but it's different it's a whole different vibe and they have a different way of doing things uh they like getting the uh like all the like, it's a bit of a Dutch tapas like type vibe. So they do different things to what we do. Uh, it's all about so, eating, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you know what I mean. I can totally get on board with it if I was yeah. in that same situation. Like if I look at it and go, "Oh, that's probably what I'd be like." Like if we're on my own, I won't go home and like open my front door and there'd be a massive tree there. And yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I'd be kind of like, "What are you?" What are you doing it for? And that's where the, I think the, yeah. there is that major difference with. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just a waste of money for somebody like Xander. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? You just, you, you're buying a tree for what now? They're like yeah. 65, 70 quid for a real tree yeah. in your own house. If I, like, it's kind of pointless if you're, you're not able to like have someone there to appreciate it all the time. Whereas obviously me and Don have got kids running around. Uh, Grace loves Christmas. So it's yep. easy, easy selling our house, and I can, and then I get really into it as well. Yeah, and I like think if I was scenario. in your house, there, I'd be, I'd be like, I'd be in, you'd be in the spirit with the kids because it's the kids that are getting excited on it. So you'll get yeah. excited with them because why wouldn't you? Why would you try totally. and spoil it for kids? Yeah, and that's and, and that's really brilliant. Is. And I think that's what we're trying to um, put here as a message, right? That everyone's perfect Christmas or ideal Christmas is very different depending on your circumstances. Right, mm-hmm. um, and I think the kids' um, vibes obviously make a big part of that. I'm interested a little bit again now turning this questions on Andy now because I'm, I'm this is all kind of new a little bit to me. <laughs> but you've you've obviously been with other you know other people that you've been with. You yeah. what about previous life ago when when they're into Christmas? Did you 
get into Christmas yourself, or did you have to force? Uh, yeah, well, I did. Like like I said, I did Christmas in the Philippines uh, before, and uh, I dressed up as Father Christmas once. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. So you and do get into what... it in that when you're in that put in that environment. Like I think I'll it's... I'll get into it with everyone. Well, it's it's a fun thing for everyone to do. So I'll join in with that side of it and do all the things. But it's it I depends probably... exactly how much it is. I think that's what you're trying to also um, add here is that you're probably into the more connecting side of things, the social part of it, rather than yeah. the other. Well, that's it. It's supposed to be a social thing as well. Yeah. It's. I mean, the whole idea is supposed to be about the birth of Christ. You know what I mean? So it's like, and that's what the gift side came from and all these things. And it's all this. So it's it's about celebrating the birth and the life of someone and something and the idea. Yeah. So then it's being around the people and the, and the goodwill, which is great and I do love. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll, I'm still trying to convince the girlfriend to wear a sexy Santa outfit for Christmas because, you know, why not? <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's one of them. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm fighting a losing battle there, but I'll keep trying. Yeah, okay. Uh so that's <laughs> oh man, that's that's really, really good. And I'm interested to know then if you don't have people around with you, or let's say there's the loneliness part of things that I think contrib is a big contributor to Christmas blues. And like you say, Andy, we it's, it's still quite fresh for us as well. Has it been yeah. harder? you now i mean like you're not a big we've established you're not a big fan of christmas um without the old man now third kind of christmas has it made it harder for you as well it's it's weird actually because i mean you know like the type of person i am i can just get on with stuff and that i mean i'm i feel like i'm very blessed that way where you know whatever happens i just carry on and get on with it as well but it's like i said you do miss it's the idea of i miss the point of just coming down smelling the Christmas dinner being cooked, dad singing Christmas songs and, you know, doing stuff because he loved to sing. Arguing uh, with mum in the kitchen as well to stay out. Oh, well, yeah, that's it, yeah. I'm doing that. I mean, and don't get me wrong, like, the last time we was up there, we was with James as well, and James decided to do the cooking, uh, which was great as well because then it was James and mum arguing because James doesn't want anyone in the kitchen with him when he's doing it as well. But it was, you know, it's it's that bit, it's that family thing where you're around, which I like, because it just, it's just, you're there. But I just, the thing that gets me for it is, why do people wait for Christmas to do that? Mm. Exactly. And that's, yeah. that's what gets me with it all, with the whole thing about the Everyone fakeness saves, of it all. saves the happiness and kindness till till Christmas time. Yeah. You know, I'll add to that. Like, I totally agree with you. Like, I, it does do my head in that we all wait for certain calendar moments when we all say, yeah. oh, we should get together. But on the flip side, you know, I, there's a lot of stuff that people have just got going on and you'll know it yeah. yourself. Life leads everyone off in different ways. And that's why we started this Zoom. This is why, uh, Zoom, yeah. sorry, that's why we started this podcast because Don said we, we're all like best mates. We're all in different parts of the world. We never get to speak. Why do we have to wait for someone's birthday to WhatsApp each other or send a voice note? Why don't we yeah. do something? And I think that I think that's the uh like for me, like the message in this is like don't wait for predefined calendar moments. Go out and do something now. Go and change that narrative for yourself. Yeah, brilliant. Uh and then yeah, going back on going back on Andy's as well is 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 your frustrations, Andy, is the material side of, of Christmas, but you love the yeah. actual connection, social and people getting together, which I think is the yeah. spirit of Christmas. Right? I mean, when I ran the pubs, it was amazing because I made money. So, you know, yeah. Christmas, New Year, all that stuff, that <laughs> was, bit, just, yeah. that was yeah. a big cash cow for me, yeah. which is that. And so I understand the whole, you know, the whole side of that one with it. And that's what kind of annoys me at the same time. I used to make a lot of money out of the Christmas time. But what I'd also do is make sure I provided a service for, like I said, the people, the old boys and, and ladies that would just didn't have anybody around at the time. So rather yeah. than sitting on their own, we'd, they'd be sitting together with us in the pub on a Christmas day. And it, it gave them somewhere to be and made them feel part of something, Brilliant. which that's what it should be. Yeah, excellent. So moving into, I guess, let's say tips and tricks for anyone to help others or even ourselves for that matter to cope with these Christmas blues, whether it's the lead up or during Christmas Day or January blues, whatever you want to call it. 
what kind of tips would you give to someone um, there if you notice anyone that is struggling a little bit? Let's start with Damon. I think there's, I think first there's a few ways to look at it. There's things that people can avoid. There's like unnecessary things that people end up doing. Uh, but then there's things that they, because of uh, having kids or feeling that pressure to buy gifts that they know they're going to be paying off for the next six or seven months. Uh, there's also that side where you're feeling like you don't want to let anyone down. I think for me, it's just more whatever route you take, make sure there's someone that you can chat to about it. Because um, I know, like, yeah. you know, we all we all go and buy stuff that we think, oh, you know what? Probably shouldn't have bought that. Probably yeah. actually don't need it. But then there's also those things like I'll, I'll buy stuff for Grace and go, you know what? She didn't even need that. She's She's got everything that she needs. I didn't need to get that extra thing. And that's like I tell myself, like, come on, sort yourself out. And then, you know, I'll I'll know, I'll I'll flag myself. But then obviously there's other things where you go with the kids and that pressure of just to make them happy, like they don't have to have everything on the list. Yeah. Like yeah. don't push yourself to that point where the the anxiety and the stress creeps in afterwards. And it's very easy to say on a podcast and it's very easy to say if I'm not potentially in that area myself. But I definitely, you know, ask people to chat because it doesn't matter what the problem is, regardless of it being Christmas or not, all these things creep up in your life all the time. And uh, like I've got some stuff saved up for another podcast on, which will blow your mind. Um, and I know like I went through a crazy period in my life where my head was literally falling off and I took a moment in time, loads of respect to my wife for saying, you know what, to go and speak to someone. I ended up being, uh, as mad as it sounds, I ended up speaking to her sister, who's obviously, you know, Donnie's out in Perth. Uh, so it was just Zoom calls, like at 5, 6 a.m. in the morning for one hour. Uh, <laughs> I ended up having a chat with her one hour and like must have done it for a month solid. And wow, the the difference, like Grace was saying, the difference in me, I felt a difference. It's honestly, talking is one of the best things you can ever do. It is insane. Like it's just, yeah. it's not about talking your problems away, but it's talking and getting a different viewpoint on what you're actually thinking about and having someone else say to you, well, if you look at it from this angle, what do you think? And they give you those different views because obviously when you're thinking in your own head that's your viewpoint and that's not going to change even if you try and change it your brain is always going to say hold on i'm in control here you're not i will tell you what to think but as soon as you start listening to other people and their angles on what your problem is you actually work out that your problem is not big uh, there's a way around it i think that goes across a lot of stuff uh, that's out in the world now, but definitely just get someone to have a chat with. Yeah, absolutely. And what I'd add to yeah. that is probably simplify it a little bit when we say go talk to someone. People people just naturally find it hard to reach out, right? Yeah. And that's where yeah. we kind of try to come in as well, where we go, well, if you do notice someone that might not be as, let's say, jolly or whatever, uh, or you know that the circumstances have re recently changed, Ask, ask them if, just check in with them, ask them if they're okay. Maybe ask a couple of times, ask them to rate the day out of 10. And then is there anything that you can do to help? You know, and, and I think beyond beyond speaking to them, I would also say listen is probably the most, uh, just as important as talking as well. When you try yeah. and listen to oh, other yeah. people's kind of um, problems and actually ask those, you know, couple of questions. That's 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 mm -hmm. a great take, Damon. Um, Andy, is there anything you want to add to that and how well, we... yeah well with that like i said it's the company people might just want company because so they can communicate with somebody and sometimes you don't have to talk about the problem you've just got to talk and it makes them feel better yeah. what i'd say to anyone in this time of the year if you're like if you've no one around for christmas you know you don't feel like you enjoy christmas you know if you have the same type of thing with me i don't really like it but i'm totally fine with it go down to a local pub book yourself in for a meal on christmas in a restaurant somewhere where they're doing Christmas parties and things like this, you'll find that there'll be a lot more people around very similar to it, that you can sit down and, and just be part of a community. Yeah. And that's what we used to do for the pub. It's just, we were just open 
just for like three or four hours on Christmas Day because it was just a place where people could go and be part of a community themselves yeah. there. So and it just it just makes a massive difference because you got there's a purpose for the day for you then where you're not just sat at home on your own. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, I think really, that's great. Yeah, I because, think you nailed it there with that community piece and people yeah. feeling alone. Because I would put this out to anyone now on anyone who listens to this. If you go in a pub and you do see someone sat on their own, just say hello. Yeah, buy them yeah. a pint, have a yeah. chat with them. Five minutes, five minutes of your time is yeah. like a godsend to them. Yeah, anyway, you normally find they have the best stories as well. Yeah, and 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 reframing it is the traditional um, dinner at home and stuff. You associate it with family being around you, and because other people, like we've we've said, are in uh, you know a lonely place or whatever, maybe that is a great way to flip the script a little bit and kind of step outside and and have that community um, spirit. You know, so that's that's yeah. I think that would definitely help. The other, I guess, quickly, the other notes that I had here to kind of maybe help others. I mean, talking is obviously an important part of it. The other thing is, you know, just simple self-care stuff, you know, just simplify your routines, go outdoors for a, a quick walk or something. I know the weather can sometimes be difficult, but being outside, being in that natural setting, I think always helps me and others. Um, it's very easy to overindulge in the food. And, and and stuff but i think maybe you know wouldn't know what you mean wouldn't yeah, know what even, you mean even in between christmas <laughs> maybe do a day of uh you know maybe not stuffing your face with the chocolates and the over beers yeah. maybe drive to a an event for you know you'd be the driving yeah. um captain for the day so things like that where you can really recharge put that handbrake on and and if you've got yeah. if you have the luxury to um, a break from work really stop work right really focus on, yeah. on on that family time or friends time or whatever and sleep sleep is obviously the the very um uh, is underestimated during the have you used to ever slept for, since the kids were born actually. yeah still still going for that still still one yeah. night hours sleep you know um and, i get eight nine hours every night me uh, yeah and we touched on it there with with damon and actually seeking out proper help uh, whether it's a therapy professional help or either someone that is just impartial to your usual group i think there's yeah. something about that that really is that will that will help with the cold very rare that the sister-in-law's a help as well so that's like an added yeah it was, that's it was a, just a different thing she yeah. like grace noticed something in me and then she said because i i wouldn't have done anything i would have just carried on yeah being i'm gonna take a note on that for another episode david <laughs> okay um all right we're almost at the end so just to end on a more positive note then let's do some quick fire um questions to help our festive spirit i was um, gonna sing a song I know. I'll I'll save that one. Okay, number one, best Christmas movie, Damon. Oh, it's got to be Home Alone one or two. Nice, that I'm was a sure. nice one as well. Um, it's good, Andy. And Andy. you know what? I'm not sure. Hard, but I'm... You're gonna say Die Hard? No, no. I mean, it's like it's a whole thing with it. But do you know what I like? It. I like to last year they did the uh like the the Marvel Christmas specials. Yeah, the holiday special one. And do you know the holiday special stuff? And I was like, do you know what? They were really good, actually. Yeah. This this question is insane. It could go on for ages. There's elf. Yeah. There's gremlins. Classic one. Yeah. 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 Love that. There's loads. Best Christmas food, Damon. Which one do you look forward to the most on Christmas Day? Best food. I'm definitely uh, roast potatoes. Oh, interesting. Okay. I love yeah. him. I love him. Yeah. yeah. Andy, for you, apart from everything, you have to, if you had to pick well, I mean, Do you know what? The the thing I love about the Christmas food the most is the one thing that I don't really like the taste of that much. Oh, I think I know this. Yeah, go on. Sprouts. <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah. like, it's the only time of the year you eat them. And I, if, if Christmas dinner doesn't have sprouts on it, is it even a Christmas dinner? Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Oh, I've got yeah. to have them, and I've got to eat them, even though I'm not a massive fan of them. And then I tell me this: Do you eat? Do I do eat, that though. Do you eat yeah. turkey any other time of the year apart from Christmas? 
Uh, I do actually, yeah, I do. I do have turkey around with it. Not like a full roast turkey, but I will go and buy turkey and eat turkey and things like yeah, that. Yeah, well, this will blow your mind. As you know, in Australia, they don't have a roast for dinner. They usually have a <laughs> barbecue, seafood barbecue, crayfish. Yeah. yeah. I've still not got around. I've still not got to that idea. Yet. We're still like that. The, we're still having a traditional roast this time. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so um, so okay. Okay. Best Christmas song. Or, you know what, I really do like the proper old classics. I like a bit of Buble in there. But then, you know, I like, no, you know what, this is going to probably annoy a lot of people, but Grace will kill me if she listens to this podcast. But she loves that song. That is her favourite song. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. I think the lead singer singer died again as well. Yeah, so I've heard it seven and a half thousand times this year because of that. But um, I like the um, Elton John and Ed Sheeran song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not a bad one, actually. Miley Cyrus did a really good song yeah. for Christmas. Cool, but, yeah. you know, Mariah, you can't. You can't not you can't, like that. It's but... a bit of Marmite, I would say. But yeah, yeah. I actually like it. So yeah. I don't mind that one. Because the first time you hear that, you know, right, Christmas is here. But for me, yeah. just do not, not play it. In November, it's yeah, got to yeah. be first of December before you start all that jazz. Yeah, yeah. I love that yeah. rocking around the Christmas tree because it's the Home Alone yeah. as well. It leads; it's kind of that yeah. movie as well. But there's so many. Andy, what's your go-to? If you um, is it? It was it a Cliff Richard one? It's Christmas time. Oh, mistletoe and wine. Okay. Yeah, it was, mate. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah that one. Yeah. That just that oh, comes we'll, to we'll me every a, time for Christmas. We'll do a we'll do a solo for you for another time, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So last one, last Charge quick one. Well, it's not quite, it's not turned out into a quick fire one, but best Christmas gift you've ever received, if you remember back in your rewind back in your day, in your kids' days. Yeah, I thought about this when you mentioned it earlier just to say this is one of the questions we're going to ask and it's like you've got to think back from when you're a kid i think for me i remember we were a bit mad into basketball weren't we at one stage so i was i remember getting like a huffy pro like uh adjustable basketball net it was sick right it can go to the you know 10 meter and come down to the two meter so like the two meter because obviously i'm very very small I felt like I could dunk, man. I was doing that. So for me, that is Brilliant. one thing that's always turned out as what a gift. Oh, they gave man. me the gift of being able to dunk. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant. Andy, what was it for you? Uh, to be honest, I think the best Christmas gift I got, like I said, it was a kid again. It was, I think it was when I got a little telescope. I mean, it wasn't nice. even an expensive thing or anything, but it was the first time I could just look at the moon and look out into the cosmos because I've always loved me astrology and that so it's uh, yeah. astronomy not astrology I thought yeah. it was because you could spy on the woman across the street yeah <laughs> well you know I use that that's what I used started using later that's what yeah, we really. all thought about you Andy yeah <laughs> and, and the, this is what I'm, I'm gonna say as well is that sometimes some of your best uh, gifts mine was like my first ever Christmas in the UK and it was just like a random like He-Man costume with the sword and the shield and the mask and stuff. And it probably was the cheapest present that, you know, Santa brought, right? And it doesn't have to be the yeah. most expensive gifts. It's just the the memories that you associate with it as well, I think is, yeah. is the best one. Okay, we're coming to the end. Final thoughts, Andy and Damon, uh, to, to kind of circle back what we've talked about. There's just, there's a lot of great content there. Yeah. Go and have a good time, you know. Absolutely, yeah. Christmas, if you're into Christmas, go and have a good time. Uh, I know it's not something you should be doing, but don't try and push down all the stuff that is tough for you. If you can have a release and have a chat to someone, go and try and find that support network somewhere. You know, there's a lot of stuff that's going on at this time of year, but uh, also remember, you're not on your own there's going to be millions of people doing the same thing and there'll be millions of people actually reaching out and you'll probably find so much uh, comfort or respite in talking to someone else who's going through your situation. It's just that reach out. But, you know, it's, it's an, for me, it's, it should be a time of year where we're not stressing, but a lot of things make us stress. So yeah. just try and take care of yourself, to be honest. That's a great message. Excellent. Yeah. Andy? Uh, yeah, okay, so you can't say much more. Just go out, enjoy as like I say, go to the pub, have some fun, you know, chat with everybody. You know, if you get feeling a bit funny, go go on, you know, I'll say it sounds wrong, but 
go and see if you've got family with kids, go and, go and spend time with them, you know, look out the window, see the kids enjoying themselves. At least, you know, like that's what the Christmas this this day and age is good for, is for the kids yeah, to the do all that stuff. Yeah. And, and yeah, maybe, as an maybe, adult. Yeah, less thing less less focus on the material stuff, just try and connect with yeah. people. And I think that's what we're yeah. trying to that's what we're trying to speak out to here is that people experiencing yeah. these Christmas blues is that obviously we see you, yeah. you're not on your own, we get it, it's normal, and it's okay yeah. to feel like this, you know? And I'm going to try and yeah. steal this quote uh, that may help. Um, I saw something like, it goes, life is sometimes like a snow globe. You need to shake things up to see the magic. Well, that's uh, that's it from me. Andy and Damon, thank you. Have a Merry Christmas with your loved ones. Um, Merry Christmas, and, guys. Yeah, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Let's do yeah. this again soon. That's a wrap from DBC. Yep. Excellent. Cool. See ya. See ya. Good night. See ya, everyone. Bye-bye.